in the May Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with a free SGPN Fantasy Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Hello, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 198. Let's dedicate this one to the axe murderer, Wanderlei Silva, who actually retired today. I, I know what you're thinking. Wanderlei Silva wasn't retired yet. No, he, apparently he was not retired officially, but now he is, uh, is what they say. But anyhow, um, we'll dedicate this episode to, to the legend. Uh, even if you didn't like him, you had to at least respect his, his intro music. So um, this goes out to the axe murderer. Um, I'm not an axe murderer. I, I would be Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts of this here podcast. Um, this would be, like I said, episode 198. We're creeping towards episode 200. It's going to be one of our famed Dana White Contender Series episodes. Uh, Sunday night will be episode 200. Will be cause for celebration, but uh, not a Contender Series episode here. This is a UFC Paris slash UFC Fight Night gain versus Toy Vasa. Um, podcast. If you're looking for the prelim picks, you're a day late. That was yesterday's podcast. So, so go back and listen to uh, episode 197 for that. Or is this 197? What did I say? I think I said this is 198. Yeah, we'll go with that because my co-host is not allowed to talk until I introduce him. So he's not going to jump in here. It's um, 198. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. You're not allowed to talk. Now we have to start all over again. Um, yeah, this is 198. We're going to do the main card portion, as I was saying uh, before my my rude co-host interrupted prelims or last episode. So go back to listen to that. Uh, we're going to break down the six main fight cards here for you on this here show. Um, let's bring in the guy who can't resist. He has to talk. It's the Gumby God, Daniel Reeland. Hello. I, I was just out to help you. And, uh, yes. and, and to bounce off what you said before, shout out to the ax murder. I'm looking forward yes. to his next fight. Um, yes. And uh, did he, did he used to walk out to Sandstorm by Darude? Yes, he did. He did. Yes, he did. Um, and the only thing I actually remember him for is how quickly he hit the mat against Chris Levin. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. You're, you're that, coming up with bad memories. How about yeah. him being uh, Rampage, through, uh, knocking him out through the ropes in Pride? That's that's not bad. You can choose to remember what you want. I, re- I choose to remember Christian Cyrus Levin knocking him out cold. Dan is a Chris <laughs> Levin mark, I believe. Are you not? I, I am. Yeah, Chris Levin was... was uh, right around the same time as I got really into Andre Arlovsky. Those are like my first two big loves. Um, and I got to interview both of them. So that's pretty cool. Um, one of them was very nice to me. The other one did not seem to like me very much. You so. got to take a guess which one's which one is which. So did one of them ask you how it tastes either pee pee or not? No, that was the one who didn't like me, though. Did you know really? that? Yeah. No, I asked I him a, I it was it was right after like John Jones seventh arrest or something like that. And he was still back training at Jackson Wink. 
And I stupidly just like asked a John Jones question and he was like, we will have no more John Jones questions or this interview will be over. And I was like, <laughs> all right then, Mr. Arlovsky. Uh, and we're just going to clip that out so nobody ever hears that I said that. <laughs> Way to go. But y- yeah. you were you were young and foolish back then, right? And now you know how to tiptoe around these prima donnas. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a little more careful now. But Lieben was a delight. I love talking to Lieben. There you go. There you go, people. You learn something new uh, every day. Um, You're going to learn, hopefully, some winning picks here for the main card, as I said, of UFC Paris. Uh, It is on ESPN Plus. It starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, If you want to catch it, it it's got six fights on it. Your general thoughts on the main card portion of of this event? You know, maybe not the most star-studied one, uh, but they did a good job of of finding some pretty fun matchups. Also, the co-main event is a banger. So, like, yep. um, I think they did a good job of finding fights that will be fun to watch for the first time that they went to a new place. Um, you could probably argue it's a better card than the one they were expecting you to pay 75 bucks or whatever for in uh, in a week. Probably less in terms of name value, though, because people are shitting all over UFC 279 and, and maybe rightfully so. Uh, but like, first of all, Kamza and, and Nate Diaz are like household names, even the casuals. Yeah. Then you add in Kevin Holland, who's kind of a big name uh, out there. Johnny Walker, who gets a ton of publicity. Tony Ferguson's a huge fan favorite. Like that one actually low key has like kind of a lot of name value on it. What's the co-main event of that one again? Tony Ferguson versus Lee Jingliang. <laughs> okay. It's weird yeah. as hell, but that's better name value than than a lot of co-main events. Yeah. I, like Tony, I guess, Ferguson, but... Tony Ferguson is a former champ, dude. Like, Is he? Yeah. Oh, I count that. You count interims as as uh, championships now, do you? I do, and it's Tony Ferguson. <laughs> I thought we were anti. I thought we were anti uh, interim titles on this podcast. You're changing things now. No, I I, I am. So I, I think I changed a while ago. And as a matter of fact, I think we talked about it on here. I'm for the fact that it's like a guaranteed title, and the guy makes more money. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, talking about it as if it's a legitimate championship. That depends on whether or not it's Tony Ferguson or Colby Covington. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So there you go. Uh, you, you have a biased uh, co-host on this year podcast. Just, just you know, heading in, uh, one that that pisses off legends of the sport with stupid questions as well. So, um, all right, let's kick things off with a very interesting featherweight matchup: Charles Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood. So we've got the prospect, despite being older than the person he's fighting, he's still known as the prospect, Nathaniel Wood. He is eight and eighteen and five, nine knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Five and two in the UFC. He's got a loss win, lost win over his last four fights. He did win his last fight. He used to fight or primarily fought at Bantamweight until his last fight when he went up and fought Charles Rosa at Featherweight and won. He was a Cage Warriors champion. He was one known Bellator. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's the more active striker than Jordan. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.13 strikes per minute, which is very impressive. He also has a grappling edge statistically over Jordan, plus 112 on him. Air Jordan, the French Canadian, 13, 5, and 1, eight knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted one time. 4, 4, and 1 in the UFC. He's gone two and two over his last four, including a loss in his last fight. He used to fight up at lightweight. He was uh, TKO champion in Canada in two different weight classes. He's three inches taller than Wood, 
two years younger. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.54 strikes per minute. Minus 135 is the number on him. Now, I usually start first on the main card, so I'm going to go dog. Let's see if, if Dan's actually going to uh, going to trail me again here. I'm going dog in this one, Nathaniel Wood. Um, little, well, I, I was a little concerned about uh, about the size discrepancy. The reach is the same though, which uh, which is um, probably more important. Obviously, more important than height for sure. Um, he's definitely going to be the better grappler. I'm hoping that he does implement the grappling a bit here. Um, yeah, and if he can uh, grapple and totally dominate in a fight charles rosa not necessarily dominate him grappling but dominate him in that fight uh, i think he's uh, gonna be okay at featherweight so give me the dog here um both um yeah jordan is just a, both both guys are a little too inconsistent but uh i'll grab some dog money here yeah i'm i'm gonna let you have a dog on your own how about that okay thank yeah, you I, I like charles jordan here um mostly just because i i think nathaniel would get t- too much um like taking 123 strikes from Casey Kenny over 15 minutes seems like a problem. Cause while I really do like Casey Kenny, uh, K- Casey Kenny is not some amazing striker. Um, not in any regards. Right. And, and he hit him fairly often and fairly accurately and mostly from distance, like 118 of those strikes were from distance from Casey Kenny. That worries me, especially against a guy like Charles Jordan who absolutely peppered Shane Burgos, right? Like that's a fight a lot of people scored for Jordan. Some people scored a draw. It was very, 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 very close. Um, you know, I I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, like a good second round from Burgos kind of swayed most of the judges. But like I, I, Jordan was right there, right? Like Jordan was so freaking close. And in fact, one judge even scored it for him. Chris Lee was one of the ones who scored it for Burgos, uh, by the way. Um, but like, but so Jordan's a guy who can pepper a guy like that in, in look really good against a much better boxer than Nathaniel Wood. And the fact that Nathaniel Wood, yeah, he might be a better technical wrestler, but how is that going to look coming up weight? Um, and, and not just coming up weight, but fighting a guy who can hit you on the way in. Cause let, let's face it. Charles Rosa at this point can't hit you on the way in. There's exactly yeah. one thing you have to worry about, and it's just the grappling. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Jordan here. All right, fair enough. Oh, I forgot the most important um He's Canadian. part of analysis here. Fade the Canadian. Yes, we gotta fade the Canadian, Dan. The pick you didn't get right at contender series, Canadian. So yes. I will be fading my fellow Canadians here. Um go with Wood. I'm glad Gumby's not on my side here. So we started off yesterday's podcast disagreeing. We disagreed here too. Let's see on the first fight on this one. Let's see if we have anything. Actually, we have at least one other fight that we disagree on because I've listened to your picks already on the Top Turtle MMA podcast, your other home. Let's talk about featherweights again. William Gomia versus Jarno Ahrens. A couple of debuting guys. Ahrens, 13-3-1, three knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted one time. Like I said, this is his debut. He's 5-1-1 one, one over his last seven. One in his last fight is, was a regional champ. Don't have reach info on him, so I can't give you reach breakdown on these two. Plus 175 for him. Um, Gomi, Jaguar is the nickname. 10 and 2. Six knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time. Like I said before, debut for him as well. Eight straight wins for uh, for Gomi. Three straight via finish. Used to fight at uh, lightweight, so upper weight class. Was also a regional champ. He's got an inch of height on Aaron's. He's three years younger, minus 215. Uh, let us know what you know about these dudes. Yeah, I, I think both of them kind of look good on the feet and what I've seen from them. Um, Aaron's clearly 
prefers to be there. But I think that at the end of the day, what you're going to see being the difference maker here is Gomi can get it done on the map. He's got good takedowns. Once he gets you down, he doesn't let you back up. He's relentless with the strikes. And, and he's fighting, you know, I, I hate for somebody where somebody's from to be, you know, part of their uh, part of their breakdown. But he's he's a Dutch guy. Um, and, and that's typically where we see a lot of kickboxing come out of. And he kind of looks like a, what you would expect from a Dutch kickboxer. Um, he, he's good on the feet. Don't get me wrong. He's gotten it done with chokes before. He's gotten it done with ground and pound before. He's got a little bit of wrestling. He used to use it way more early in his career than he does now. But I just don't see it going well against Gomi. Gomi is like another level prospect. It really feels like they needed one more fight to fill out this card, which I know they did because of uh, that fight between Danny Henry and Ricardo Hamosh that fell off. Uh, and I know everybody in the, the Discord just pumped that somebody said Hikardo Hamosh. Um, <laughs> but because that fight fell off, they threw this fight together kind of last second. I, I think Gomi is a guy they wanted to hire anyway, especially being from France. And Aaron's kind of feels like the guy who is the best person who didn't have to go get um, some sort of visa because he's in the EU. So, uh, yeah, Gomi all day here. Yeah, it looks like they're giving him kind of a layup uh, to start off his career. So I will go with go me as well. Um, have I told you about any of our sponsors yet? I have not. Let me tell you about some of our lovely sponsors. Uh, starting with WinBet. Have you have you ever thought about joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns, prop bets. If you want, Dan already knows who that's going to be, just go back an episode and you can hear his pick for that. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or anyone you or you or someone or anyone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we are brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we're giving away lots of things here at Sports Gambling Podcast. We, in our free roll football contests, the free roll football contests are here. College football contest, 1500 bucks up for grabs. The NFL contest, 5000 bucks, And a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas is up for grabs. To sign up, you have to get into our Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And it's fun to chat with us even if you don't win. But hopefully you win. All right. Now I'm going to tell you about lightweights. John McDessey versus Nazareth Hakparast. One a Canadian, one a, I guess, honorary Canadian because he trains out of Canada. Let's tell you about the Canadian first. McDessey, the bull, 18 and 7 with nine knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. 11 and 7 in the UFC. He's won four of his last five, sneakily, including his last fight. Uh, that's kind of low-key there, probably because he's not been very, very active. He's not fought since April 2021. Uh, he's missed weight twice at lightweight, but that was uh, many, many moons ago. He seems to have that under control now. 2008, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Striking and active striking stats are in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 1.55 strikes per minute, plus 180 on him. 
uh, Hack Parast, 13 and 5 with nine knockouts. He's got he's been knocked out once, mid once. He's five and four in the UFC. He's gone. He's only won two of his last five, and he's dropped his last two fights. Uh, used to fight at welterweight. 2012, he's been a pro since. He's got two inches high on McDessie, four inches reach, 10 years younger than him. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by about half a strike per minute. It's 0.47 strike per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 220. Uh, this one is not a slam dunk pick for me. I am going to go with, with Hack Parast. Um, I would give McDessie more consideration if he wasn't so inactive in sitting out. Um, fighters who sit out at least a year or only win 46% of the time. Um, and then the age gap is huge too. 10 years, especially at lightweight, is a huge age gap. Um, younger fighters that are, well, I think I tracked five years or younger. Yeah. Um, win 62% of the time. So it's a fairly um, good predictor of, of winning there. So um, Hack Press has the uh, McDessie has the ring rust plus plus the age uh, going against him. Uh, and Hackfrost basically is the only loss to really top guys um, throughout his career, or at least as of late, which I don't think you really say McDessie is at this point. So give me the chalk. Would you say Bobby Green is a top guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, close to being ranked, probably. Headliners. He's headlined events, so probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, he headlined an event that didn't have a headliner. Sure. Yeah. He, he's, um, he's ahead of McDessie, yes. Now, I, I'm going to tell you that, that you know, like the analysis that a guy taking time off is bad for them is not true when it comes to McDessie. Uh, and that that's not anecdotal. Uh, through 2015 and 2016, he fought seven times uh, and he went two and five. Uh, actually, no, six times. And he went two and four. Since then, he's taken a year off, at least in between every single one of his fights. He's four and one since doing that with only a decision loss to Francisco Trinaldo, including beating the much, much, much younger than him quality striker Ignacio Bahamundes, who has only lost to John McDessie in the UFC. Uh, in every single other fight he's had, he's finished his opponent. Uh, but he did lose to John McDessie, who outstruck him largely. And for me... You know, taking a guy in, in Nasrat Hakparast who, first of all, just does not have very good takedown offense. Like, he hasn't scored a takedown in, in years. I don't think since his UFC debut has he gotten a takedown and just ate 188 strikes in a fight with Bobby Green. And don't get me wrong, Bobby Green turns up the pressure and knows how to throw volume on him. But John McDessie is insanely accurate. He's a guy who picks his shots very smartly, uh, and he's really hard to hit. I mean, he lands like over half of his strikes and his striking defense is almost 70%. Like I think he's just going to absolutely pepper Nazra Hawk for us, pick him apart and win us some dog money here. There you go. Dan is smarter than the books is what he's saying. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, Yanni was going with the book last night, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so it's good. We differ on stuff and this will be uh, help me edge far further into the lead on the night and um we'll see what kind of excuses gumby has he's gonna say it was if mcgussie looks half decent you're gonna say it was it was worth the the stab at the plus money right well no i mean That's the only time your moves. I, the only time i say it was worth money on the stab is that we're playing you know plus 200 and it's a split decision loss i ain't bummed out about that play like it didn't come through yeah that's not fun but uh at the same time like you know if, if you got a coin flip that you could win two to one on i like that Okay, that sounds like Yanni math, but anyhow. Let's, no, no, let's move on. no, 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 Yanni math is. No, 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 no. This has happened 19 <laughs> times in a row. 
Uh, right, right, right. So it's not a trend. It's going to regress to the mean. By the way, the mean is 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he, he's one of those guys who uh, black has come up too often on the roulette wheel, so he's going to go whatever the other color is, red. Is it red? I think it's yeah, but, but, but here's time. the thing, though, is it it's not just like, you know, if you want to say regress to the mean there, that's fine because that's a fucking 50 50 shot. At yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, but when you have two heavyweights punching each other, it's not a 50 <laughs> 50 chance of whether or not the over hits. <laughs> yep, it's true. Oh, we did it again, Dan. Well, we uh, we gave Yanni um, publicity. His ears are burning right now. All right. Let's go to middleweights. Alessio Dechirico versus Roman Kopinov. Huh? His teeth are, bur- his his teeth teeth are burning. burning. <laughs> too much peroxide or whatever he puts on them. Yes. Um. All right. As I look at my fantasy team and I see that Joe Ryan's got a 16.88 ERA tonight, Dan, that's not helping me with my playoff push. But anyhow, let's move on. Um. The cheer goal versus Kopilov, because obviously this has to be third from the top, right? These yeah, it's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird one to be this close to the top, but I I yeah. do you know I, I think I said it before on this show too, like. I do think everybody who gets real bent out of shape about positioning yeah. uh, needs to take a deep breath because, like, they want there to be uh, spacing. They want there to be an exciting fight with Charles Jordan three fights before Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori, not just right before it so that people tune in for the last three fights only. Yep, it's true. Uh, and it doesn't matter because we're the, the gens. We watch every fight because we have money on, on every fight here. So, all right, let me tell you about Kapilov first. Eight and two, seven knockouts. He's been submitted one time. 0-2 in the UFC. He's a regional champ or was a regional champ. He's got an interreach on Chichirico, two years younger than him. He's been outstruck by 1.21 strikes per minute in the UFC. Minus 110. This is a pick em. Uh Chichirico Manzo is his nickname, which means? I don't know a single Man, bit of Italian. Is that, is that, hang on, let me guess. Is it apple? Because Manzana is apple in Spanish. It is beef. So it's food. Beef? Beef, yes. Beef. beef. All yeah, right, there you go. Um, all right, um, 13 and 6 for Chirico. Six knockouts, four submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted once. Four and six in the UFC. Uh, he's won one of his last five. Uh, he was knocked out in his last fight. He's fight at light heavyweight. 2011, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He barely outstrikes his UFC opponents. He's basically a push. It's 0.06 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor as well. Minus 110. Like I said, I pick him. Go ahead. I think it's your turn. No, no, it is my turn. Um, your turn. That's some coughing. Yeah, I, I'm going to take Alessio de Chirico in this one. Uh, I, wasn't, I am too. Yeah, I wasn't sure that I was. Uh, and then I went back and watched those two fights with Roman Kopilov. And, and, you know, like part of me always, you see the name Roman Kopilov and you're like, oh, yeah, he's probably pretty good at wrestling. He's not. Um, <laughs> he's not uh i watched him get taken down and his back taken by carl roberson who i i largely think of as like a kickboxer with bad submission skills um in you know to i think has slightly better takedown defense than people give him credit for um in that fight with mahmoud muradov he stuffed muradov every single takedown attempt he tried he even picked up a couple of takedowns on kevin holland uh his, his wrestling's a little bit underrated and he's got good power you know, obviously, you worry a little bit about the fact that he's been, you know, knocked out by Abdul Razak Khalasan like six seconds into that fight or however many seconds it was into that fight. Um, but it is only one knockout loss in the UFC. You know, granted, not great, but like also Kopilov, not the kind of guy who's knocking people out. 
you know, if you were worried about big layoffs before, this guy has fought twice since 2018. So like not a not a real good look there either for Kofilov. So uh yeah, give me give me Dechirgo. I don't feel good about it, but give me Dechirgo. Yeah, this is not one that you can you feel good about either pick. I'm gonna take Dechirgo as well. Kofilov uh Prove to me that, that you can win at this level, first of all, and then maybe I'll, I'll take you seriously. But um, Chirico is the pick uh, for this here fight. All right, before we give you actually the the, the two, obviously the two biggest fights on the card, the main event and co-main event are bangers. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Sleeper first. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it for theirs. It's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated into the fantasy experience here. These first sports contest game built right into the fantasy experience. Like I said, not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, and not, not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yards line. So, boom, you can do it right there. One-stop shop. Uh, if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play the new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 800 bucks. promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And we are brought to you by Run Your Pool, RYP. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. The SGPN team here have teamed up with RYP Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. If you have not heard about that, we are running a Survivor Contest. Here's what you do if you win. You hop in. Hop in now, first of all. Reserve your spot. And if you win, $500 cash possibly out of Gumby's pocket and $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store goes to the winner. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. If you want to check out the swag we have in there, including MMA gambling podcast gear. If you want to try to win, sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Okie dokie. Co-main event time. Middleweights again. Robert Whittaker versus Marvin Vittori. Angry Marvin, still going by the Italian dream, even though it should be Angry Marvin. He is 18-5-1, two knockouts, nine submissions, never been finished in a fight. 8-3-1 in the UFC. He's gone 6-1 over his last five, including winning his, his uh, sorry, that's that's some bad math there. He's 6-1 over his last seven, how about, including his last fight, which he won. Uh, his only loss was to the champion, Izzy. Uh, he was a regional champ, used to fight at light heavyweight, used to fight at welterweight. 2012, he's been a pro fighter since. He's got an inch of reach on Whitaker, three years younger than him. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.87 strikes per minute. He's got grappling stats in his favor, plus 185. Robert the Reaper Whitaker, Robert Bobby Knuckles Whitaker, 23 and six, nine knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's 14 and four in the UFC. 
Uh, he's including being the former champion of this here weight class. He's got three and two over his last five, including losing his last fight. But both those losses were to the champion as well. Uh, is the Adesanya used to fight at welterweight. He's talked about going up to light heavyweight possibly too. He was two and zero on the ultimate fighter and the champion there. 2009 was his pro MMA debut. He was a regional champ. He is a, or was a wrestling champ as well. Striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 1.13 strikes per minute. Minus 230. All right, give me Bobby Knuckles. Uh, I don't think there's any aspect of the fight or skill-wise that Vittori has a clear advantage on him. Um, I haven't really seen any slippage in skills for from Whitaker. He can't beat Adesanya, but no one really can beat Adesanya anyhow, at least not at this weight class. Um, so he's probably going to beat uh, Vittori. Now other guys uh, finished fights, especially not recently, so probably he's going to beat him via decision and it's not going to do anything to help his stock in the middleweight division but we don't care about that we just care about winning picks here so robert whitaker is the winning pick yeah i'm gonna go with robert whitaker too here's the thing i will say about this fight is that you know like if, if vittori's looking for a path to victory if you're trying to say like how does vittori win this fight the, the answer is real simple right like he needs takedowns um he needs takedowns badly and with the Good exception luck. of yeah with the exception of yoel romero Nobody's really taken down and holding down Robert Whitaker. I mean, I think Calvin Gastelum got him down once for like 15 seconds one time. Um, but like apart from Yoel Romero, who's an Olympic level wrestler, people just don't do that. And I will say this, when Marvin Vittori can't get his wrestling going all that well, his striking suffers because he doesn't have that thing that like scares people off. Um, so like when he's his striking isn't or his, his grappling isn't great. His striking seems to lag behind quite a bit, too. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Robert Whitaker here. I think your point about uh, this probably going to decision based on some pretty obvious factors uh, we will talk about in a moment. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I, almost, I almost guarantee it will happen in a moment. Ah, oh, really? See, I'm I'm scared of making uh the, the prop plays, my recommended plays, because they tend to, tend to get burned. But anyhow, Robert Whitaker is the pick here. Uh, um, we already talked about our thoughts on um, on this matchup and how it doesn't really do much good for the middleweight division or for other fighter and and our thoughts on Whitaker going up a weight class. So you just have to go back a few, uh, a few podcasts. You'll find it. Um, all right, let's go to the main event. Heavyweights, the big boys. Um, one of them, a chunky guy. Serial Gain, not the chunky guy, versus Ty Tuivasa. Uh, Tuivasa is Bam Bam. He's 14-3 and three with 13 knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's 8-3 and three in the UFC. He's won five straight fights, all via a form of knockout or TKO. He, we've debated this. He was technically released before this five-fight win streak, was he not? Or was that, I don't know if he was debated? released or, or he hadn't been renewed yet, and it looked like they weren't going to, um, and then they needed somebody last second. Yeah, okay. And he's made the most of it, that's for sure. Uh, ramping up the competition along the way as well. He was a regional champ. 2012, he's been a pro fighter, MMA fighter since. He was 5-2 and two as a pro boxer. He also did some pro kickboxing. Uh, based on their last weigh-ins, he will have an 18-pound weight advantage over Gain. He's three years younger than him. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by about a strike a minute. It's 0.98 strikes per minute, plus 400 on him. Uh, zero Gain, a bon gamin, which means, you've told us before. Uh, good. It's, I think it's essentially good boy. Yeah. In in French. Yes, correct. Uh, 10 and 1 as a professional. Four knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 
seven one in the UFC. He lost his last fight to the champion. Um, he's is still technically the champion. Uh, um, Francis Ngannou, who would probably love to be headlining this card right here. Um, he was the interim champion at one point. Gain was also was a regional champ. Thirteen zero as a Muay Thai fighter and a champion in that realm as well. Two inches of height on Tuivasa, half an inch, uh, half a foot, excuse me, of reach, six inches of reach on him, which I think is going to play a big factor here. Uh, tip of my hand. Uh, striking stats are as well in his favor. He has outstruck his opponents by a very, very solid 2.56 strikes per minute in the UFC. That's very, uh, I think that's the highest number we've come across on this card. Grappling stats are also in his favor, minus 550. Go ahead. Um, so, I, like, I'm going to take surreal game here. I don't love that I'm taking him at negative 550. And as a matter of fact, you, you won't you won't catch me playing him at negative 550. That that's a crazy number, especially at heavyweight where Tai Tuivasa just took like, you know, he just took the very best shots that Derek Lewis had to offer and didn't blink uh, doing so, uh, and then came back to win that fight. Here's the problem: he's just not going to get into like a sloppy enough fight to beat Surreal Gain. I do think that if you're planning on on laying on this fight, like the the it's dog or pass. Don't don't play the favorite here. And I'll also say this: there isn't even a prop that makes the favorite playable, right? Because right. there's totally possible surreal gain just like in the most boring fashion you've ever seen outpoints him for 25 minutes, like he did Yair Rosenstrike. And there's also a chance that like Tai Tuivasa empties himself out like Derek Lewis did and finds himself finished. So like. You know, Surreal's got both of those avenues. I mean, I guess, like, if you really were looking for some way to, like, pick Surreal Gain and feel good about it uh, or feel good about the number, Surreal Gain by submission is, is like, depending on the, the book that you're looking at, like, plus 500. That That's kind of fun, I guess, because he does have some sub skills. But I, I think largely this is, like, a technical kickboxing match from the outside uh, with Tai Tuivasa getting frustrated. Yes, I agree with all of that. Um, Gain is plus half a foot of reach. He's going to, that plays right into his style of fighting. Um, he's going to be able to keep Tuivas at bay. Uh, if he was able to avoid Nganu's, uh, getting knocked out by Nganu for 25 minutes, I think he can do the same with Tuivasa. Um, and, he, and he's got the wrestling in his gra- uh, back pocket if, if need be. Um, he, he can probably take Tuivasa down and uh, burn some minutes there. So, well, Game he's also is, got good hmm. sub skills on the ground. I feel like people forget about how good his yeah, submission skills are. Yeah, he's got almost as many submissions as knockouts. Three submissions, four knockouts. So he yeah, yeah he's, he's he's good down there. His first couple of UFC fights, he like surprised a lot of people with like a heel hook and an arm triangle, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think that's um it's, this is going to go to the ground? I don't think so. But again, like the money line, the KO line, the decision line on on surreal gain. Just all completely disinteresting to me. Like, I, I'm not interested yeah. in any of those at all. Like, you, you might see me dabble on Tai Tuivasa on fight night, you know, because that's at least fun. And I do think he's got a puncher's chance, especially better than a four to one puncher's chance. Yep. Um, yeah, you, you, I can't back a heavyweight at what minus 550. So it is it is past for that. Um, but we pick winners and he is the winner here. All right. Now we're going to give you our recommended place, basically the place that we're most secure on even though gumby goes a little crazy sometimes so we'll let him i'm go a lot first. of i'm going a lot of crazy today oh boy okay a fake 100 uh a imaginary hundred dollars we're going to back go ahead 
So I, I'm not taking straight money lines on absolutely anything this week. Wow. Uh, a lot of it's just because, like, I didn't find a lot of money lines I liked, especially after you decided that uh, that Benoit Saint-Denis is, is now negative 400 instead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't make the lines. I, I, we I, move the lines. People make up the lines, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, so, no, I decided I'm going to do all different things. So the first one I'm going to take is in the uh, John McDessie versus Nazarat Hakparas fight. Uh, neither of those guys doing a real great job of finishing people as a late. I'm just going to take that fight goes to decision. Uh, so whether or not you like the dog play that I had in, in John McDessie or the favorite play that, that Jeff had in Nazarat Hakparas, the fight goes to decision is only negative 170. Uh, so I'm going to take my first 35 and I'm going to put it right there on uh, at, at negative 170. I'll take Hakparas and McDessie go the distance. Man, this sounds so, so uh, like Yanni here. Okay. Why is it um, like Yanni? I, I said they all go to decision. Yeah, but I said they all go to decision, and then I, I'm going to continue to guess that they go to decision. His would be, they all go to decision, somebody's <laughs> going to hit a scissor heel hook. <laughs> see how um how uh, see how that triggers someone? Comparing them to Yanni, it just triggers well, well, them. They, they go crazy, eh? you, you can take a Yanni bet next with taking a negative 300 mm. favorite and watching it lose. I, so. <laughs> I'm going to take Robert Whitaker. He's not going to lose. 30 bucks, Robert Whitaker, money line, minus 230. All right, I'm also going to take Robert Whitaker. Uh, however, I'm, I'm going to take him by decision. He hasn't finished anybody in five years, and Marvin Vittori's okay. never been finished. Uh, so you're going to take Robert Whitaker at negative 210 or, or 225, it's I think 230. you said. 230, 230. Uh, originally. Yeah, his, uh, his Whitaker by decision right now prop is negative uh, 110. So I'm going to take pick, everybody. I'm going to take uh, Robert Whitaker by decision, 35 bucks on that one. All right. Um, where do I want to go next? Um, give me 30 bucks on Gomi. Uh, I think they're giving him a very nice matchup to start off his career here. So Gomi minus 215, 30 bucks on him. All right. So I'm also going to take Gomi, but I'm going to take Gomi as part of a two fight parlay is my last one. Really? Uh, not only do I like William Gomi, uh, but but the number a little bit too high for me to love uh, on the straight play. I'm going to pair him with uh, Abu Smagomedov together in a parlay because you put those together you're going to get plus 102 so i'm going to take my last 30 bucks and put it on go me and i'll boost right. uh, uh the parlay okay and for my last pick i am going to take do 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 it's gonna be my uh, do i want to no i can't go big on that this is my i'm debating um uh i'm gonna take Abus as, as my big one here 40 bucks on Abus. Um, minus what? What is that again? Minus. I don't know. You're the one who has the made-up numbers. Yep, minus two sixty uh, <laughs> on Abus. So uh, here's what we are going with. Uh, Gumby's got the uh, McDessie Hakparas fight to go to decision. Thirty-five bucks on that. Um, thirty-five bucks on Whitaker to go win and be a decision. And thirty bucks on Gomi and Magomedov both to win. Uh, I have 30 bucks on Robert Whitaker money line, 30 bucks on Gomi money line, 30 buck, uh, 40 bucks on Abu Magomedov money line. So there you go. Boom. And now Gumby is going to give us the patented Hungry Man Jong super fan parlay. So usually I like KO and sub props, right? Because those are exciting. Right. Not today. Decision props all day. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Christian Keenanez. I don't think he's going to finish Khalid Taha. Uh, so I'm going to take Keenan as uh, who we both liked. If you listen to the prelim show, 
His decision prop right now, plus 225. Loving that. Uh, I'm also going to say Nasuruddin Malavov does not finish Joaquin Buckley. I think he just picks him apart. I don't even think he throws anything hard enough to try to finish him. He's just going to absolutely frustrate him and make him feel stupid. His decision prop right now, plus 240. Pair those two together, you get plus 10.05. So just barely what we need. always where you're landing now. Yeah, plus 10.05 here on uh, those two both winning by decision. There you go. Kinona's decision Imovov decision plus 10.05. All right. We told you everything. Do we tell them everything they need to know on this event, Dan? Anything else that they need to know? No, I think we got it all. No, just get in the Discord and talk on Saturday afternoon. I was going to say night, but Saturday afternoon. Talk to us. Um, we'll have some fun in the Discord during the fights. Uh, follow us on Twitter. SGPN MMA is the, our main Twitter feed. Uh, my f- my Twitter handle is Jeff Fox Writer. Gumby's is Gumby Vreeland. Read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I'll have a I have a prediction article up already, and probably by the time you hear this, I have a DFS DraftKings article up for this event as well. Read my MMA stuff and enter my free pick'em contest at moneymma.substack.com, and listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcasts if you haven't heard enough of Gumby already here. And give us a five star review because we're amazing. Um, anything else we need to tell people? No, I think you got it all. Perfect. We'll be back Sunday. Recap of how amazing our picks did at this event and we'll recap the ufc event and anything else that's happened and then our second episode will be the famed contender series picks gumby does not suck anymore as i said on twitter um so you're going to want to tag along with that so until then i will remain bobby knuckles jeff fox he will remain gumby god daniel Vreeland, and we'll talk to you on sunday bye